Ladies and gentlemen, the big day has arrived. The future of Splash Play hangs in the balance. Today, Spags, we draft to find out what the hell we're going to be doing this offseason. It's you know a question a lot of podcasts out there have to ask themselves, and we're the only one putting our nuts on the line, putting 64 big ideas in a green room. They're waiting there with all their families. They don't know if they're going to be called up or not. That's the excitement, the joy of the offseason, the 2021 offseason episode draft. So Pete, hit that intro music, and let's get going. What is up, guys? It is that time. Splash Play is here, and as we talked about up top, uh, this is a, a unique concept, Pete, where we're doing something. You know, we, we always try to be innovators in the space. We always try to keep it different. And in a week where there's really no football news at all, I think we timed this out perfectly to have our offseason episode draft. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Last week, we looked at all of the options that Spags put up, and I have assembled my big board. I haven't done pure individual rankings, but I've done tiers, because as we all know in fantasy, tiers are a better way to draft than straight rankings. And I just want to give you another shout out with your ideas again, because I'll give you an overall gist. In the great category, I have 21 ideas from you. In the good, I have 16. In the okay, I have 15. And in the bad, I have nine. I think my math might be a little off, but that's the general gist. I didn't know you did actual prep for this because we didn't text about this at all. I figured we were going to do our usual freewheeling style. And you came in uh, with your full your full Todd McShay or Mel Kuyper hat, depending upon which generation you're from. Yeah, the funny thing was, is once I was bucketing ideas, it was funny to see the overlap. Like one idea, drunk show, another idea, power hour contest. So those <laughs> both made it into the same great idea. But I think some of these can get uh, can mix together. I guess, do we want to do any preamble here? People can see, uh, actually, if you want to pull up the big idea, yeah. the big board, that might be good here. Uh, but we tweeted it out as well. If you want to play along at home, if you guys have any last minute entries here, obviously that's a, a crazy process here. All these ideas had to enter their formal documents weeks in advance to get uh, a part of this concept here. Uh, but we're, we got a bunch of ideas on the board. I think it's 63 in total. And um, I guess, Pete, since you did all the prep, I feel like I just have to give you the first pick. And should we do it snake draft style or should we do it like real NFL draft style where you just get the first pick every round? Well, first of all, I mean, let's let's just, I mean, you're being very nice, Fags, but you do the majority of the prep for this show. So this was just me prepping for my draft because I wanted to make sure I didn't get, get snaked. Actually, this is what the most genius thing you ever did to get me to do prep for this show was tricking me into a draft format. And my lizard brain was just like, a draft? I must have some kind of an edge. <laughs> the episode best ball really is going to be flying up uh, this year. People in the chat also, we appreciate all you guys tuning in here. And of course, if you're in the chat, hit the like button and helps us out a bunch while we're trying to do something different here in the off season. And of course, Pete, anywhere you go, people want to talk top shot. It, yeah, trust me. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this is this is a safe space unless someone happens to draft. Chris Bags uh, is forced to do top shot, in which case maybe we will. I will give one little preamble here. I actually did when I saw there was a pack drop when I had some downtime to think over the weekend. I did try to sign up, create an account with uh, whatever the process is where you use your Google account with the dapper sign in thing. Yeah. And it just straight up didn't work. And I gave up after I did try Like I did try a bunch of times. I was going to get in if I could at that point and probably still not get a pack anyway. But I was willing to get in position to at least uh, implement that one idea we have on our big board. 
Yeah, you know, I can sympathize with that as someone who went after the Street Fighter NFT packs the other day, and then I learned I had to craft them, and I immediately gave up. So I can still appreciate being overwhelmed by this madness. Wait, what does that even mean? <laughs> I uh, So I thought it was going to be like Top Shot, but for Street Fighter, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, and then you have to like craft these cards together and power them up and create new cards, and I was like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just trying to, you know, make a quick buck and listen to some 8-bit, you know, Nintendo music. Like, what the hell is going on here? Wow, you are all over these. I didn't even know there were Street Fighter streets to be on. But, um, like, my girlfriend was playing Smash Brothers the other day and unlocked Ryu. And I was so proud of her. Because, like, we finally have a real Street Fighter there to to battle Pikachu <laughs> and, and fucking Kirby, who always ruins everything. <laughs> I don't know. All of the... I learned so much about, like, your domesticated life and all the things. of like, I was so proud of her that I just imagined you guys are going to a heated heads-up, you know, chess battle. And then one of you has a turn on the Peloton. Like, I have built out the full world of your apartment in my head. The Peloton's right here, actually. That's part of why I usually show up, you know, within a timely five-minute window before the show. And my girlfriend ran a little bit late on her Peloton shift, so I couldn't <laughs> set up the production area. Um, but she, you know, breathing all heavy too. I was doing my NBA prep for the day. It's just <laughs> like her breasts are very rhythmic, and her, her breaths and breasts are very rhythmic. <laughs> and just uh, but no, the breathing is really it throws me for a loop. I feel better when you're only at risk of getting canceled by your own girlfriend and not, you know, the the greater community. That's what it's that's what we're here for, guys. So let's do it. Let's get into it. And uh, we talked about we gave the full preview last episode, so we don't need to dig too deep in here. Uh, but Pete, I'm going to let you have the first pick because I think there are a lot of options and I'm curious which direction you go and I'm going to follow your lead. Yeah. And so one other just point of clarification, kind of based on that thing where some of them are like a little combined, like the drunk show and power hour contest should, I think I would probably like rope those into like the single one. What do you think? I think that's fair. I think we can just make a gentleman's agreement that there's overlapping skill sets. We're basically drafting for the same team, really, if we were to apply an NFL concept and you want to draft two running backs up top. So I think that's, that's a fair uh, way to look at it. I think. Okay, so you're giving me the number one overall pick. Yep. So I am, um, I'm basically combining two of your ideas to create uh, an idea that I think I am most excited about. Um, I've already talked about the drunk stuff. We all love drinking on shows. And then you had one that said Pete and Spags's history of football fandom, um, and you also had some stuff in here about like watching old clips or doing deep dives. And I was like, I would love to do Pete and Spags drunk history, but for some football in fantasy moments. Wait, are you familiar with the show drunk history? I am, but I, I would explain it for the people though. Cause I'm curious which way you're going to take the angle here. Yeah. So the angle would be like, we pick a story. Um, you know, some, it could be fantasy. It could be NFL. And one of us has to, um, be immersed in that story, learn all about it, and then get absolutely hammered before a show and tell the story to the other and the audience. And preferably we both get drunk and each do one separate story. Um, so that's like a late night splash play drunk history show for NFL. I like that. I mean, the one that came came to mind for me right away is a Sean Alexander was at a five touchdown day. That's one that I definitely remember as a kid, but don't really remember the specifics of. I'd be curious to see how it looked in terms of efficiency and things like that. So I'm actually varying on this concept. I think this is one that's got some legs. So I think a solid first round pick overall. Okay. Yeah. That was, like I said, kind of mashing up two to three ideas. But once they all came together for me, I was like, because I've always wanted I think drunk history is just such a great concept. And uh, I think even someone on Twitter a long time ago said there should be one for fantasy. So I say we make it happen. 
All right, I'm going to put these down on the sheet too as we go so I know what we're we're marking here. And I'll, I'll, I'll say our boy Willis some work here on keeping it because um, he, he really, the writer dies. We gave so much work to poor Willis throughout the year with that one. So uh, this one, buddy, I'll save you on it. And um, for the second pick, I guess the second overall pick in this one, um, I will go... This is one that this is a personal project for me. It's a show that I loved growing up. I honestly don't even know how we're going to find it. And maybe this is more of a general concept too, but I think we should rewatch ESPN's Playmakers. I think that show is going to age both very poorly and very well in terms of you know recapping it, making fun of it. And it's going to be contingent, obviously, on finding good episodes. I assume there's got to be some on YouTube, maybe some on the, the internet torrent streets out there. But I think to me, I just love the show so much. I want to get it in the mix right away. So I don't know if this is going to make you more excited for me or, or make you disappointed in me, but I've actually never seen Playmakers. Oh, that's it's it's fantastic. It's one it's a show where like it was clearly trying to be edgy while also representing the real NFL. So there's performance enhancing drugs. There's uh, racial issues in the locker room, if I'm recalling correctly. I believe there's illegitimate children involved. There's obviously going to be some sex, but um, <laughs> I think that's uh, all the things that we would know and love, though. No nudity, obviously, because it is ESPN. Yeah. Okay. And so are you envisioning this as a specific show or like a segment where for each week we watch one episode and then kind of riff on that episode? I think one each episode for a stretch. We're doing our playmakers. Uh, let me see the episode guide if there's, cause I think there's probably less than 10 if I had to guess. Um, let's see. There are 11 episodes in total. Uh, the season finale or I guess series finale ended up being is week 17. So I think maybe we do one episode a week over the course of whatever period of time here, you know, could be right away. could be a little bit after we get our druthers, figure out where to watch it. And I make it also so that people can find a way to watch it along with us. Cause I think that's going to be an important part. We might have to do some really illegal stuff and, and upload to a fake YouTube channel. Don't tell YouTube uh, while we're on YouTube. Uh, but I think we got to find some way to make sure it works right. But I think that, and then maybe that becomes a bit where we watch some football thing for, you know, extended periods of time. I like it. It's like, uh, yeah, a book club, but we're doing it on the TV show and checking in on it weekly. So yeah, that's going to be a recurring segment. I am down for that. Um, number three, though, we kind of talked about it last time. Uh, a bit. I got excited with that idea of Pat Pete and Spags do a bootleg NFL combine, but it's more like fantasy football tout combine. And I need to come up with some more ideas if people have suggestions. I do think the the speed typing test is good. Um, maybe we, uh, a contest who can um, you know compose a tweet the quickest uh, and meet a certain threshold of retweets. I don't know what it is, but we need things that touts do, uh, and then we can uh, put ourselves through the rigor of that. I think finding some esoteric statistics, finding the latest news item on some QB. I feel like there are some things to do here. Maybe that's something where we need a, maybe we'll, we'll bring in one of our, our famous, our fantasy football famous friends perhaps to help us out and craft that one. So we don't, we don't know what's going into it necessarily. Cause I think if we both pick the things, like if I do the prep sheet and I know everything, that seems like that'd be a bit of a disadvantage to you. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, you know, we're going to have to find things that are, um, scalable that everyone uh can also try we want people to be able to try along at home and see hey do you have it in you to become a fantasy tout um the only thing about the speed test the typing test is i can't record me typing because i am a hunter and pecker and i will be shamed i i type fast but it's an unorthodox style, Spags. I also do mostly one finger typing too, okay. but I've actually had people in the past tell me that they're alarmed how fast I type for somebody just using index fingers. Yeah, that's the thing. They, people hate on us, but our our fingers are evolving and uh, the things we can accomplish with just two of these is, is pretty incredible. 
we've been training our whole lives for this kind of moment. So that's the the second round pick there. Um, for me, my second round pick, I think, is going to be, and this is one that that could be combined with something else. Um, man, this is actually tough because should I take like a logical content one or what speaks to my heart? Because backup QB tape watching to me seems like it would be fun. That said, I don't know that it feels like a second round pick. There's no danger of Pete picking this one anyway. Uh, hang on, uh, let me just stop you there. It, okay. That was in my great column. It was okay, in my really? first tier. Yes. Okay. I'm glad it made it to great. I felt like that would have been a good for you at max. So I, I'm glad you're coming on board here. More Italian American backup QB is the better, I'd say. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So for my second round pick, I think I'm going to do, and this is another concept episode. And I think I kept it open-ended when coming up with the idea initially, but I think Pete and Spags have $50 to spend for something is the one that I'm going to do. Um, I think, you know, maximizing something that speaks to my interest in the price is right. Speaks to my interest in sort of, um, you know, the auction shows. There was one show I used to watch flea market flip, I think is what it's called, where people had to get something and, uh, like, basically get something from a flea market, then make it pretty and then bring it back to the flea market. And then I think they would get like three or four items and then they have to sell it. To be clear, this is HGTV. This is outside all of our sports fan fan base where they're like, HGTV women. <laughs> HGTV had this great show. And I think something like that where we have to, you know, either, I don't think any of us, either of us are too crafty, though maybe you might be looking at your background and your little lighting and all that. Maybe you're more crafty than I am. It's like spending $50 on something just seems like it could be good content. Yeah. And like one other, and I don't want to, I mean, you drafted it, but another spin on that idea could almost be the secret Santa thing. Like we each have to spend $50 on each other and then send it to each other. And then we open it on stream and and get our reactions. That could be fun. That could be something because I actually have a floating shelf I have to put up behind my head at some point that I've been reluctant to do just out of a laziness and B, I'm so noncommittal that I don't want to even have a shelf behind my head that has <laughs> something on it. But I feel like maybe that's the thing is like we have to put something in our, our backgrounds and that's sort of and nothing, you know, no dildos. I think the less yeah. dildos, the better generally is going to be my rule of thumb. I can already see the sparkle in your eye thinking, what if I just get a Spags fat head that Peter has to keep behind him during all of his shows? What great viral marketing for my personal brand that will be. I'll siphon your Twitter or your Twitter and Instagram and your TikTok following, especially. I'll yeah. just plug my handles on there and everybody will just come my way. They'll be like, oh, this guy clearly must be up to something. There you go. Um, yeah, that, that's what I need. I need to get a neon sign that says your ad goes here, uh, back here. Um, okay, so this is another one that, kind of similar to the playmakers is could be like a a recurring series. And we talked about this one, learning how to do fancy Sims with Justin Freeman. And then I'm kind of um, grouping it with learning how to do tape breakdowns. And I thought we could do a series with guests on experts where you and I ask the really dumb questions about parts of the fantasy space that we aren't as maybe well-versed in. Uh, I'm not, I'm not calling you uh, baby Sims, uh, but uh, for watching tape, I have no idea how to watch tape. So maybe we bring a guy down, we pull up a backup QB saying, we say, what do Spags and I need to know to be able to separate, you know, the PJ walkers from the Ben Denucci's, you know, that that's what I think we could do. I like it. I think we have some avenues there. I know one of my friends who uh, Pete and I had talked about maybe trying to get to produce this show initially before we just decided we'll do it ourselves to make as minimal amount of effort as possible for everybody else. But one of my friends who works at Fox Sports had has previously been taught how to watch game tape by Brock Heward. Um, so maybe uh, may- maybe we get Brock on or maybe we should have my friend do it. But I think we have some ways here. Jeff Schwartz, another guy I think is probably in our range to get on as a guest. I think that one's easy to achieve. So I, I like that. I- 
it's the and then, I'm there. And then there's like a test though at the end of it. So like if we have Justin on, like you have to see what my my sim looks like. And then for the tape breakdown, we do shared screen maybe with like some kind of illustrator, and you have to draw up a play, an actual Ooh. NFL play. That would actually that would be pretty funny. You know, I should bold these on the screen when we pick them too, because I think that's going to be that's going to be smart. Uh, let's see. I've, I've been writing them down too. Okay, I just want to put it on so people can maybe see that they're gone here. I'll put drunk show, drunk show bolded. I can, um, I can. All right, for my pick, I think this is, I'm just going to pair here. I'm going to go with one since this is sort of a team effort that we're drafting here. I'm going, I'm going with the backup QB tape watching. I feel like it's yeah. going to, it's going to dovetail, you know, it's probably a little bit of overlap with the other one, but I want to specifically delve into backup QBs and I want it to be because, you know, temptation. Yeah, we could all watch Patrick Holmes. We could all watch, um, you know, Deshaun Watson and go, oh, here's how he's going to fit in this offense. I want to watch a guy who's played like five snaps and really get deep on it and see, you know, is there fear in his eyes? I really want to know these things. So uh, for backup QBs with all the injuries, hopefully there'll be less next year, hopefully less COVID as well for everybody out there. Um, I think there are a lot of benefits here to us all getting to know the backup QBs of the NFL. No, I like where you're going with that. I want to watch a guy that yeah only has four games of NFL tape under his belt, maybe like 20 plays. And so I can continue to give the caveat. Now, this is a really small sample size, but I think it's actually really interesting what you're seeing here with his throwing motion. Uh, it's a little wider than I would like to see. I would like to keep it tighter. I think long-term that is actually going to hurt his ability to find those throws in the pocket. Um, I, I already can't wait for this show. Also, Lou in the YouTube chat saying meth show should be top five. I feel like we have to defend ourselves from the critiques that may come when people see these concepts. And I think there's a line to balance here where I, you know, Pete and I, we always want to make the best concept possible. I especially am willing to uh, veer on the side of making things weird just for the sake of it, just to see, you know, the, the art form of it all. Anybody could do a fantasy football podcast, but can you make a fantasy football podcast into art? That's the question that I have here. So, but that said, buying meth, procuring meth, um, having to do meth for a show or crack or even shrooms. I feel like it could have been any of these things, really. Um, I feel like it's a bridge too far. Shrooms may be the less, the, the least far bridge to do, but um, I think to me, I wouldn't subject Pete to that, and I feel like vice versa. Yes, I will read, um, since these obviously won't get drafted, I had five, six, seven, eight, nine of your ideas in the bad column. The only one that I just objectively wrote off. Number one, book review of Chris Randone's book. We already talked about that. I'm not funneling uh, sales to Chris Randone. Ranking fantasy football personalities of note. Um, I That is just really, really dicey territory to get into. Everyone is notoriously thin-skinned, and we would make more enemies than we would friends. That is a bad one. We have to do some weird sort of diet for a week. Like the one consistency I have in my life is, is how I eat. And it's like my one thing that keeps me on tack. So even for a bit, I can't do it for a Wait, week. What, what is the, give me more details here. No, I just have like, I intermittent fast. I eat lunch at two 30. I eat dinner at six 30. It's just like, it's just kind of my one kind of routine. That what about I sugars? Do. What about carbs? Where are we with those? I don't have much of a sweet tooth in general. Um, even though my wife is now like a budding chocolatier, uh, maker. Um, so I'll, I'll have a couple of those after dinner, um, as her Guinea pig, but yeah, I, I don't struggle with it too much in the summer. I get a hankering for ice cream a lot, but I haven't been uh, craving it as much lately. I am very much team ice cream. So ice cream is really my undoing. We have salt and straw out here, which I know is like a national chain, but I think it started in Pacific Northwest and it's out here. And every month they release like new flavors. So they had one last year that was like a Lucky Charms flavor, one that was like a Rice Krispies flavor. This week, this month they have one that's like some cupcake place they do a partnership with. It's fantastic, except the issue is like you have to get ice cream once a month just to keep up, just to keep up with Ooh. the eating ice cream. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, ice cream. 
cream of the month club. There you go. Um, all right. I'll keep reading these, the other ones. Should we make a clubhouse account? I am so out on clubhouse. You want to know how out I am? I haven't told anyone this spags. I turned down doing a clubhouse with Adrian Wojanowski the other day because I don't have an iPhone or a clubhouse invite. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at with clubhouse right now. So I, I don't want to make a clubhouse account. What was that clubhouse session going to be that you would be in there with Woj? It was talking about top shot and different stuff. There was Rose Gold, uh, former WNBA player, all this. And uh, yeah, apparently they wanted my thoughts on top shot in the mix. And uh, I said, I don't have an invite or an iPhone. Uh, but thanks for the thanks for the invitation. I feel like doing a show with Woj alone would have been like, I would have found an iPhone and just done it. Where? I don't, I mean, the one iPhone I have is like broken and I got it as a bit, you know, it's like one of the oldest iPhones there. I don't have an iPad. The I have the iOS on the, I have my Mac, but there's no, like you can't, they don't have any web functionality. They are, they have literally created a private clubhouse behind lock and key for all the cool influencers, Spags. I can't believe, like, what would just such a big one? I can't believe you wouldn't do that just for the bit. <laughs> but tell me what do you mean wouldn't do that? Like, drive out and buy an iPhone? Yeah, just find it however you can. I mean, you have friends. You're like, you know, you you know people. You're a personable guy. Somebody's got an iPhone in your... You could have gone outside and just been like, hey, can I borrow your iPhone? Man, I got to do a podcast with, with Woj. And they'd be like, Woj bomb. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. That's a show idea. Me going out during a global pandemic... Uh, <laughs> You know, as a super spreader, asking if I can borrow someone's iPhone and, oh, by the way, do you have a Clubhouse account I could also use? And then when I go in, they're like, who is, uh, you know, Bill6532 in here? It's like, oh, that's actually me. I just borrowed this random guy's iPhone <laughs> on the street. It's the kind of Pete, you know, the, the man's would have done that years ago. Maybe not Peter Overs that this guy in front of us has grown fat and lazy and won't go in COVID times out there begging for iPhones. All right. Let me keep going through those. Pete has to do 10,000 pushups. I, I have tried to do pushups back in the Jonathan Bales era. It is very, very hard. I would die. I would fail. And everyone would laugh at me. Don't want to do it. Mess show. We already talked about that. Hot dog eating contest. Sounds awful. Um, I am okay on the pizza one. I do want redemption on that. I'm out on the hot dog. Pete and Spags make prison wine. Not until the pandemic's over and we can do that together and have each other try our concoctions. And then Jackbox competitions. I didn't even know what that meant. Oh, it's a, it's a game. It's like the, you never heard of like a, you don't know Jack, the old computer game. And then now they have like a, it's basically a thing that a lot of people play in the beginning of the pandemic where you have, you know, five or six different games in there. One of which is like you, uh, you'll be with four people, let's say, and one person has to, you know, create a lie or whatever. And they have to figure out what the lie is. It's fun. It's, but it's definitely, you know, it's just literally be a thing that people probably did with their friends back in last March. You know what? I'm going to bump that to, okay. I think I read it quickly and thought it meant like Jack in the box competitions uh, and you wanted us Jack to eat it. Could have been a lot of things under from your perverted brain. So I was just like, this seems bad. Oh, here's one too that Eric Belair mentions, one of our regulars here and our friend, I'd say. I'd say all of you guys who are showing oh, up for yeah. these offseason shows are friends as well. Uh, but Eric's saying, what about a newlywed game with the Wags? This is one that my girlfriend actually, I mentioned the sheet too. And she was like, you mentioned me enough on things. Like, why Why is that not a thing? And I feel like that could have been one we had in the mix, but I don't know, you know, Lauren's uh, desire for it. And I also don't know how much I want to subject people to my girlfriend's inane ramblings. Yeah, I think Lauren, she made an appearance once on the Swole cast uh, last year, I think around like a Thanksgiving show. Um, but yes, in general, uh, I do not think she wants to really be a part of any of my shit. 
<laughs> so there we go. So that's that's why I didn't make the list. I could have asked you in advance, but I just thought that was one that was worth closing the loop on because like my girlfriend would do it. But the last time we did streams together was like in the beginning of the pandemic. We were playing beer pong on my Twitch, and then she just immediately got harassed by creepy guys because she yeah. was like wearing like you know whatever normal attire that a woman would wear, and you can't do that on Twitch. Well, it's it's kind of your fault for talking about all the the heavy panting she does on the Peloton <laughs> bike. <laughs> that's true. Well, we are on round four here, so we, we've now established the nose that are out there, and I, I will respect the nose because I think for the most part we're on the same page. So, what would be your fourth round pick here? Yeah. Um. So, uh, I actually think is this going to be stealing from you? Um. No, I don't think this one's going to be stealing. We didn't talk about this last time, but I love this idea. Uh, on here, make up fake dating app profiles for NFL players. Um, okay. I think it's a really good idea. And if we could help, you know, maybe we get uh, some help from our friend Doug with kind of like a graphic design template for these that we could then fill in. And then we could almost like have little uh, photos of them. You know, we could post on Twitter. Uh, I think they might go viral spags. Oh, I was thinking we were just going to catfish people. <laughs> so oh, that's <laughs> I was so thinking we were going to make it up where it's like, if, you know, Austin Eckler had a dating profile and it was, you know, looking for someone who's not going to steal my goal line carries, you know, stuff along those lines. See, that's that's a smart way to do it. And probably the more PC <laughs> version where I was I was fully willing to pretend to be athletes on dating apps to just see what we get and then report back or or even do like there's this app called Lonely Screen where you can like swipe as you go and we could like reply to messages on the app while doing it. We could get weird with it if we so chose. So I do like that idea. One of my favorite, uh, I have this buddy that I went to college with and whenever we meet up one of my, he's, he's single. And one of my favorite things to do is to get drunk. And then he lets me start conversations on his Tinder profile. And, uh, I build out these, uh, very elaborate worlds. I think last time I, I told a lady that my monkey had gotten loose in the Excalibur hotel in Las Vegas and that I'm not allowed in there anymore. And she was very intrigued in fact, and wanted to meet up and meet the monkey man. So yes, I'm very on board uh, with this catfishing idea as well. Okay. So I think maybe, <laughs> maybe that's how we do it. I, I we got to find, the thing is it has to be like an esoteric player. Like it can't be anybody too big, but maybe it's Ben DiNucci. Maybe we just lead in <laughs> on the Ben DiNucci bit and just bring him to Tinder and see how it no, goes. But the, here's the best part about this. You have to use your photo uh, and say that you're Ben DiNucci, the NFL quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah. And I just, and I will like happen to somehow do a FaceTime with one of them. And it's like, oh yes, of course, Italian America. <laughs> no, but I, I'm now really dying thinking about this. I want you to get like a cow boys jersey and have like all your photos be you like in helmet like to like you really tried to sell it like as if an nfl player would be in their jersey for their tinder profile page. oh my god all right well that's one that's one we'll have to workshop here i i don't know that i'm willing to give myself that much but, it, <laughs> maybe, but we can figure it out it's it's an idea it's been drafted so now we just have to take it to the training camp and see how it works out yeah. um for me i'm gonna say so hot dog eating contest off the board I'm going to throw the pizza one in here now. I know it's one you might take anyway, but I guess I'll do this for both of us. I'm just honestly curious about it. I also think the cool hand Luke challenge, which is still on the board that that would make us actually throw up like that one um, is very difficult to do. They did it on jackass. Those guys all threw up and granted, you know, they're a little bit incentivized to throw up. I don't want to throw up. This room is carpeted. I don't want to throw up generally. And I don't think a pizza would make me throw up, but I'm just going to say uh, the pizza seems safer than eating 18 eggs. Yeah. And I think we need some kind of, um, 
element to it to where we are having to do like a regular show while each eating a whole pizza. So maybe at whatever time we do it, maybe it's like our, you know, top 10 rookies coming in in this draft class uh, in breaking those down while doing it to the point where it gets progressively harder uh, as we get more and more full. And for me, and I'm guessing you, we will probably be high uh, mm-hmm. under the influence of performance enhancing drugs at the same time. That's, I mean, that's just what the smart players would do here. And then maybe even yeah. take some competitive eating tricks. I know Joey Chestnut likes to jump up and down to try to get <laughs> the food to settle in. So there's lots of things we can do to train and get ready and build that up. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my ideas are starting to get picked off. Um, that was one that was on my great list. So part of now going down this whole NFT top shot rabbit hole, going back to the archaic physical goods and memorabilia, your suggestion for an eBay memorabilia deep dive sounds very fun to me. We obviously had the, you know, the infamous Arnie Weinmeister challenge, the signed index card that I found on eBay. And I think that would be something fun to return to. And it could even be just like a regular segment where for five minutes on each show, you and I go look for cool shit uh, on eBay, uh, or we do a whole show dedicated to it. So I, I like that one. That one can also go with the $50 one where maybe that's what we're buying is something in that range. And, um, yeah, I think that makes sense. And, uh, I, that's, that's why it's on there. I guess all these ideas were meant to make sense on some level, even, even though some of them, uh, maybe not the most logical levels. Uh, I will throw in for mine and this is, you know, another easy one, one that we could probably do without even drafting it. But I do like the idea of doing the off season free agency slash trade role play. And this is something I think I've mentioned on the show, but definitely mentioned to Pete before. Uh, there's a show called dunked on with Nate Duncan. That's a basketball podcast where every off season they'll have, you know, like the main host and then maybe two or three other reporters come in and they'll all be assigned, you know, like five teams. And then they have to go through and name me like a player. They'll be like, Oh, you know, Steph Curry, he's a free agent this year. What are you offering? And then be like, Oh, well, I represent the Lakers and I'd like to give him this much. I just think it'd be fun. It would play into our improv things. Maybe we get our pal, Greg Ehrenberg uh, back on here for it. But it's like, there's a lot of ways to make this one silly. Uh, so I think for me doing a, a draft here where we get to play pretend is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I like that one. I need to, um, hear more of your your ideas for it but i think i get the gist of it and it sounds fun yeah so that's that's going to be the fifth round pick so i guess a traditional nfl fashion we've got two more rounds left we could go more here i guess if we really are feeling feeling frisky but um what what do we have here what do, what do you feel like is strong enough to go in your final two picks so i do love the idea of flipping a coin a hundred times on a show and betting on it and the reason I'm excited about it and part of it, I guess could be a logistical nightmare, but I like the idea of like having all these different betting markets surrounding it. Like people could be betting on individual tosses. They could be betting on the individual numbers. They could be, you know, there's so many different betting markets that could emerge around this, um, that I think it would be, um, I think it'd be good content. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the idea of it. We can build it up. Maybe, you know, I'm trying to think maybe during like NBA all-star break where people are just jonesing for anything to do. <laughs> That's when we can do it and get something out there. But I, I agree. Flipping a coin. It just feels like one of those things like when Buzzfeed had the, the famous, uh, they put a bunch of rubber bands on a watermelon and also are the Bales pushups. I think that's the best comparison. People will just stick with something just to see it to its conclusion. Yeah. And we could also do stuff almost like we could even do a Google form similar to how we did the Super Bowl contest where it was like, longest consecutive streak for either heads or tails, like have different um, things people have to fill out. And then whoever gets the most things right um, would get a prize. 
So here's one I'm going to draft, and I think this is one we could talk about logistically a little more because of the rights issue stuff. But I find it intriguing. One of the things that we don't talk about a lot in here, I am a pro wrestling fan. I Well, you know, less so these days, the fandom, because WWE is not the most enjoyable thing to watch week to week. But I did work there. That was my first job out of college. I enjoy it. And I feel like there is a storied history of NFL players doing pro wrestling matches that I think is interesting. I, You know, we got to figure out if there's any way to display this without getting into trouble or, or if we just maybe, sh- you know, do clips and do just to get the fair use thing right. But I feel like covering these things, we also had, you know, Kevin Green pass recently. So it's it's vaguely timely, I guess. Um, he had a, a couple of matches in WCW back in the day. But I feel like doing this, you don't know. I don't think you know pro wrestling that well. So it could be an interesting way to talk about it as an art form while also watching guys like D'Angelo Williams, Steve McMichael, all these guys out there who've been sometimes good, sometimes very bad. You know what? Do you have any contacts with Pat McAfee? I mean, he'd be the perfect guest for the NFL Ooh. players pro wrestling angle. I do, and I don't know that he would do it, but I can certainly ask. I mean, I Pat and I work, work together at Barstool at the same time, yeah. so we actually we, we follow each other. We're um, clearly dear friends, uh, not enough that he can pay me all the money he's paying all the other people, but but clearly acquaintances on some level. Yeah, I, th- I think it's time to uh, call in this favor uh, because he would be the, the perfect guest for a content show about NFL players going pro wrestling. And if we never hear about that idea again, just assume we got rejected <laughs> and I had to tuck my tail and be sad. <laughs> all right so that's that we are down to th- what should be the last round i guess we can we can decide to extend it as we want because much like commissioner goodell we can choose and, and discipline or positive things as we want but this is round seven pete what do you want yeah so i'm going to combine uh two ideas we kind of touched on last week that i think are good and these one would be more of like a general segment recurring segment and then the other would be like a specific longer version of that so the show and tell segment I just love the idea of you and I doing, uh, it could be 30 seconds, it could be a few minutes, uh, showing and telling something. And then it perfectly dovetailed with the showing off your high school yearbook. Um, I just think that would be really funny. Uh, the combination of seeing the ridiculous photos, like there's some quotes. There's both quotes that I gave for my senior yearbook and quotes because I was friends with the people on yearbook that made up for me on my behalf um, about like, a punk rock concert I went to uh, that I definitely didn't. So there's some like weird oddities in my yearbook, things that girls said to me uh, that uh, I now read back. And I was like, wow, I should have read into that more. Lots of, I think, fun stuff. Uh, we could go with that. No, I agree. I, I, I'm imagining you with the the pop punk phase where I feel like you might, might have had some bangs across your eyes. I feel like that's not it's not off the far off too far of a beaten path of the Peter Overs at lore, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. So for my round seven, um, I will say, um, oh, so I didn't, I didn't put this in bold. Um, hmm. I'm so off season passions interest me. The Madden franchise I'm still intrigued by. I don't know what the legs it has, but I do think us competing as GMs and in Madden intrigues me. So that's, that's in my personal mix. Um, we've done the old, our personal athletic achievement memory lane. So I think that's fine. Though that's one too, where I do have Pete, I don't know if you know this. There is, a, in fact, a televised one-on-one basketball game that I did in my barstool days that was uh, seen by 50,000 people live, which is one of my greatest accomplishments in which I uh, beat uh, an overweight producer of ours who had called me an F-bomb while drinking out one night. And uh, that that is a thing that we could watch <laughs> and break down. And I don't think we'd get a C indeed by Barstool on that one. Yeah, I was trying to, I, I want to say I saw, 
maybe a photo of it or a clip or something? Did the beef reemerge in the past year or something? And then that clip might have surfaced. There was something where um, like they were trying to get me to do a rough and rowdy, which is their, you know, their boxing thing or whatever at some point, or at least putting the idea out there. And I guess the other guy, I was like, yeah, if I'll do it for 150K, like if that's if that's the mark that oh, we can hit. That was, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I basically did sweet that. And yeah, and I think some things came out and then um, he wouldn't do it unless it was like a lot of money, which did make sense because people would pay to see me get punched. They probably wouldn't sit, <laughs> pay to see a guy behind the camera get punched would be my my gut take. Yeah, it reminds me of, did you see the uh, Rovell and PFT were going at yeah. it? They're trying to set the uh, the bounty for how much Rovell would fight him for. <laughs> yeah, no chance they would ever do that in a million years. PFT would, I think, but Rovell, I feel like that's just all talk to get his attention, get his mentions up. Here's the thing. I, I guess I might push back. I, I feel like if the money got ponied up, Rovell, like what are the two things that make it move for Rovell? Lots of money and lots of attention. I feel like there's a tipping point where he'd be like, screw it, I'll get my shit kicked just for $2 million in all the viral publicity. Yeah, 2 million is a big number. I think a lot of people, especially if you're you know in that range even where he's made his money, he had he made a shitload at ESPN. Um, but yeah, I feel like still 2 million is too big of a number, but like 200,000, I feel like he's probably not doing it that way, at that level. Yeah, I think he's doing pretty pretty well over at Action Network too. <laughs> as, as I, I feel like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to speak out of turn. I heard there were some pay cuts involved with him going over there. From at least from ESPN, hard to top the ESPN money. My old pal Katie Nolan, I could tell you guys all about that with her fucking seven figures a year <laughs> doing a podcast. Good you times. say old pal? Why why aren't you getting all any of these old pals on the old Splash Play show, Spags? Because they would say no, Pete. I don't. I don't. Build, <laughs> I don't. I don't maintain relationships like you do. I just they exist in the moment and then they go away. <laughs> I forget about them. Uh, but <laughs> when you're you're right, I should be better at that. I'm just simply not. Um, all right. So for the last pick for me, or at least potentially the last pick, um, I'm gonna say. So this is one where we had talked about it, and I'm just intrigued by how it would go. Another thing where we're, we're playing with the art of the podcast form. I think Spags is to do a show from the Peloton, but combined with Pete mentioned that he has a, a, a rowing machine in his basement. So maybe it's not doing the push-ups. Maybe it's some sort of fitness thing. But I think us, you know, maybe in honor of getting in shape for summer, whatever it may be, we can have some timely hook for it. But us having to do that, I just feel like it would be a test of our content creation metal. There you go. Uh, that was on my great ideas as well. And I was waffling back and forth between that and the show and tell one for my last pick. So I'm very glad you took that one. All right. So we got round seven and a recap here. You've been watching the whole show, whole show, hopefully, but if you missed it, uh, Pete's first round pick drunk fantasy football history, my first round pick watching playmakers, Pete's second round pick fantasy football tout combine, uh, my second round pick Pete and Spag spent $50 on something round three, learning how to do fancy sim slash tape breakdowns. Uh, my third round pick backup QB tape watching round four, make a fake dating app profile for NFL players. This one, actually, I, I think we can really dig our teeth into, uh, my round four, eat a pizza during a show. <laughs> like the, the, the pairing of these sometimes doesn't quite level out where one is like a really good idea. The other is just like, we have an excuse to eat a pizza at 3 PM. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I mean, that is the thing about some of these is there. I'm not going to be able to do them on a Monday at 4 PM Eastern. Some of these are going to have to get flexed to uh, weekend prime time. Uh, the round five here, eBay memorabilia deep dive, my round five pick offseason free agency slash trade role play round six, flip a coin a hundred times on a show and bet on it. Um, Pete's round or my round six rather was NFL players, pro wrestling matches. And then Pete's round seven show and tell. And mine is we were doing a fitness show where we all have to do something, but I'll be on the Peloton. And I guess here's one of the things we could do here because we, we do have round seven. Um, we, we've covered everything. Uh, the chat, I think should get a pick. 
I think they should get one, knowing that we've already vetoed some, keeping that in mind as we always try to. But I feel like you know we we love the community. I know Pete, you you got your Discord going. This is all this is all what we like to do. We like to give it back. So let's give them one pick. I don't know how we can allot it, but if everybody's in chat right now, chime in with your pick, and I guess uh, we'll pick the the most popular or best one. Yeah, I want to give it to the chat. So whatever is the most. Uh, it can't be math, guys. Um, whatever is the most requested, or if you guys are able to form a consensus, or maybe if two or three emerge, we could uh, do a little poll or something like that. And you guys can see the list on the screen, so chime in with your choice now, and that'll be it. I, I feel like some fun ones, Airbud rewatch, so that could go in our rewatch bucket here with the Playmakers one. Um, you know, the roast of Peter Overset, I think that's one we're saving for a real marquee situation. <laughs> we gotta. That's one we gotta really hammer out over the course of months. I feel like. That's also one like I would if when in my head uh, when I envisioned the roast, I imagined it like at a bar and it being, you know, filmed and so like I, it needs to be in person. I, I don't want to do an online roast. Um, other, I think the cinnamon challenge and other YouTube tropes is one that we didn't talk about at all, but I felt like was kind of intriguing, even though that, again, would lead to more suffering for us, which I feel like we've generally shown an aversion to. Yeah, uh, I am. I'm more on board with something like that for like like I, i'm willing to do stuff i just don't like doing the ones that like if i eat a whole like do a hot dog eating contest like i'm gonna be sick for like three days like if i do the uh cinnamon challenge it's only what like 20 minutes of pain yeah i mean well i think a little bit more than that if you do it the right way i think it goes fast if you do it the wrong way and take too much then you could end up like having to go to the hospital <laughs> from what i recall okay yeah all right so maybe uh maybe that isn't so great so so no uniformity in the chat uh will is saying jackbox competitions uh the power hour contest yeah we're combining that with the drunk show so we'll uh, maybe that'll be part of the uh the drunk history, drunk fantasy football history. Um, Brian also wants power hours. Sam Bennett wants a simulated Madden franchise, which I'm not mad about. Um, and Lou now instead, because we won't do meth. Lou is saying guided meditation. <laughs> so I, I like it. I use headspace sometimes. I, I do too. I actually, got I really like that. If we each had to lead each other through a 10 minute guided meditation <laughs> course, but Oh, do you know what it could also be that now I'm getting, now the wheels are turning. Um, That would be the perfect, premise but to also add the element that you can't break or can't smile so the other person's leading it to you and like maybe there's a penalty or something for every time you laugh or smile and the other person can write and say whatever they want to guide you through that that five minutes of meditation I think that's let's let's make a note on that for general. I, I do like guided meditations. I enjoy Andy from Headspace and his uh, British Australian, whatever that cadence is. I, I do enjoy it. Jackbox now getting multiple votes in the YouTube chat. So p the people maybe going towards Jackbox, maybe so just general video game competition and we can figure out because I think we have to do a little bit more research to figure out how this all would work. Jackbox is going to be fairly easy, but Madden, I, I would still be intrigued by. So I, I'll say the viewer pick is a video game competition of some sort. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that'd be good. I, I'm so disappointed. I wanted to get into doing video games. I got a Nintendo switch. I've used it like twice. And I think at my roots, the games I like are the football games. I want to play Madden. I want to play, you know, whatever. So FIFA, so whatever it is, uh, if we can figure out the tech setup, uh, for that, I, I would definitely be down for that. Yeah, I think there's one too on iPhone, which I, I assume it's got to be on Android too at this point. But Retro Bowl is a lot of is a lot of fun. It's like an old version of Tecmo Bowl, but you basically pull it with like you know you're using the screen, and if you're a QB, you're drawing back um, like to pass basically with like your finger. It's so much fun. I was really addicted to it for a while, and I know um, a lot of people out there are still playing it, but I, I just kind of wore it out myself. But that's a fun one I recommend. Retro Bowl on on iOS at least, hopefully on Android too.
Yeah. Yeah. I'm All right. Down. All right. So video game comp. All right. Everybody's on board with video game comp. So those are the picks guys. So we have them in. Um, I feel, I feel good about this. I feel like we were productive. This is a, we, we drew it out. We <laughs> really squeezed every last bit of life out of this draft, but I'm happy with the guys we have showing up to camp. Yeah. So now, I, I mean, the next steps are figuring how quickly we want to implement some of the recurring segments. You know, I think, I think we got to start with show and tell right away as a regular thing. And uh, so maybe you and I uh, will huddle before the next show and kind of figure out which kind of segments we want to add as a weekly thing, and then maybe start um, plotting out uh, some of these other longer ones or, or one-off ones and figure out when we want to do them. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I, you know, the playmakers one is one. If you guys have any leads on, I know Willis said he has the DVDs, which maybe uh, will be a, a fallback there of trying to figure out how to transcode those because that's a fucking nightmare. I did that once back, uh, like years and years ago. I was on some like BitTorrent private forum, and I had the movie Blue Chips, and it wasn't on there. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna figure out how to rip this and get it online. And it's very possible you might find my pirated copy out of Blue Chips somewhere out there on the internet. There you go. There you go. I love it. All right. So yeah, uh, hit us, tweet us with anything else you guys have. If there's something we missed here, let us know at splash play pod at Peter Overs at at Chris Spags. Any final words here, Pete, before we regroup, go back in our caves here and, and always check the Twitter as well, because whatever the episodes we do next uh, might just be a general catch up one. If there's any news next week, but I think start next week, we could have something going here depending on what we figure out. So watch those to, to see if you're playing along at home, uh, what you have to do on your end to keep up, but any plugs for you besides that, Pete? Uh, I'm doing a top shot show tonight. So like Sam Bennett says here, Spags, you want easy money, do top shot. <laughs> I, I like that. The Sam, uh, I want to say is not a financial advisor. Um, <laughs> we do it for the love of the game. Uh, but I am excited. Club top shot. We're having uh golden state warriors, uh, player Damian Lee on tonight. Oh, that's yeah. insane. And you're now one little connection removed away from Steph Curry, which I think is pretty fun. Yeah. And then we get, you know, splash play and then he, you know, retires from the NBA and becomes our third permanent co-host. <laughs> you do know that he's Steph's brother-in-law, right? Steph Curry. Damian oh, Lee, Damian is. Lee is. Yeah. Oh, that's why, I, that's why I, thought he you meant, I thought you meant just because they were teammates. I know. No, no, they're that. like, that's part of why, at least that's the, the innuendo is that that's part of why he got the contract with the warriors because he's like, uh, yeah, he's family. Um, I probably should, uh, Google my guest, uh, before tonight. <laughs> Damian Lee's a stud. He was there years on, on the Hawks that I was a big fan of his, where he fantasy wise, at least was pretty good, but that's a, that's big club top shot popping off. I'm doing awesome. streams. I may be doing something with our pal Sal coming up here, depending upon uh, how some, some things behind the scenes work. Uh, but that's uh that, that should be fun as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And yeah, we appreciate you guys. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Cause we're going to be doing all this content over the next few weeks and months. And we appreciate you guys. See you guys again soon. Bye. Peace.